there and welcome to the Fort Articufilm podcast with the guy that does not like Friends, he said that on the pod last week, and the guy that apparently doesn't watch enough uh, films and TV. Uh, it's Ben and Jacob, uh, welcome to the show. So I mean, I don't think you watch any TV and I don't think I'm me. alone on not liking Friends, so uh, I think... No, I'm... you're definitely alone on not liking Friends. Um, we got a great show lined up for you today. Coming up, we are going to be talking... Uh, about the other one on BBC, we're going to be reviewing that. Uh, also going to be reviewing This Is Us, uh, which is on Amazon Prime. Dating Amber, again, on Amazon. And starting off now with Alex Ryder, again, on Amazon. Big Amazon-heavy week this week, Ben. Well, it's because Netflix released nothing other than Queer Eye Season 5 and 13 Reasons Why Season 4, none of which I want to talk about. And Yeah, you're, you're not a huge fan of 13 Reasons Why, are you? No, I'm not. But... Um, <laughs> You okay. like this podcast to be more upbeat, don't you? Yeah, you, you I like the wanna... podcast to be more upbeat, and I genuinely did quite like the Alex Ryder show. So, for context, it's based off the books that were released, I don't know, about 15, 20 years ago now. They're children's books. I read them when I was a child. I don't think you have. Um, no. But it's based... I love how you just know that. I asked you a couple of days ago. Um, They've based the series off the second book, Point Blank, and... um. It's basically the adventures of a teenage James Bond-esque spy who's on missions to save the world. I mean, it's a very slick film show. It's very well made. How the many episodes actions, is it? There's eight, I think. The action scenes are great. Um, like, you expect it if you've read the book. The action scenes are very cool. Lots of great movements in there. The second one, I think, is better for action than any of the other books. And that really came through. But I just kind of found it a bit safe and predictable. They've lost right. They've lost lots of the kiddie elements from the show, which worked for me. Um, there's none of the gadgets, which always made you laugh in the books, because they want to aim it for an older, slightly older teenage audience. I think that works as a decision. It's just a bit safe. It's not really original. I just kind of felt it was a bit bland and... They've, the producers wanted to make the show all things for all people. They wanted it to have a large target audience. I don't think it hit it. Okay. I think there's a fine line uh, in cases like this. Do you go out and make a, a really great TV show that a specific audience are going to like, or do you try and do a bang-out TV show that everyone's going to like? That is very, very hard to achieve. So what well, do you do? I find when you make a show that um, everyone likes... Um, no one ends up liking it because I do think a whole family could sit down and watch Alex Ryder together and I do think you? on that level it works but um, they had really two choices and if they went either one of them it would have been better they either go for the like early teenage audience the like 8 to 11 year old the people who are the target audience of the book or they could have done found the people who read the books when they were younger but aimed it more at them so they could have aimed it at people more our age group who would have nostalgic memories of the books and would watch the show off the name recognition and then find it quite a good little spy Does thriller. it live up to the books? Is it better than the books? Is it's it worse than better the than the 2006 film based off the books, which starred okay. Alex Fester, who then became Magic Mike. And um, it's also... Um, I didn't... I'm obviously not in a position to judge how it lives up to the books because I would not want to read the books as an adult. Yeah. Have you, you've read the books, though. Yeah, I definitely read them when I was younger. Yeah. So I think that helped me give the show a little bit of a pass a bit more. Right. It, yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. Honestly, from uh, what you've just said, 
it doesn't sound like the TV show I'll be eager to go and check out, but it doesn't sound god awful. Like I wouldn't scare away from it. Run away. Yeah, it's not awful. You, you, it's not like I'm saying, oh, don't watch it. It's just not the best thing on TV. It's not a must watch. It's you can it's watch. A, yeah. Should we do this from now on? It's a must watch, or you can watch, or, or just run away like the plague. <laughs> run away. Yeah. Very fitting with what's going on. Yeah, very fitting. Um, stay home and stay safe. And yeah. don't go to work, but go to work. But don't go to work, but go to work. That's a Matt Lucas sketch, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. Yeah, Matt Lucas did that. I saw that during the round. Um, so, yeah, obviously, we hope everyone's safe, and we do. We are going to say this now. Stand with the Black Lives Matter protest. Yeah, for sure. We wish, you were out, we wish we were out there, but we're not focusing on any of those issues in the podcast because as much as we disagree with racism, there was nothing really out that we could link into it this week. And Exactly. We want to keep it fun and upbeat. Exactly, uh, particularly at the minute, this pod should be a safe place where you can go and where well, you can come and listen to us talk about our favourite uh, films and TV shows, and it should be a bit of a safe haven uh, with everything that's going on in the world at the minute. Sticking with the Amazon Prime theme, then, what's up next? Um, what have you been watching? So it's been uh, Pride Month for about a week and a bit now, and um, Amazon have released a film dating Amber to try and get into that. Uh, market it's like a fake rom-com it's very cute it's very sweet it's the perfect watch for pride is it a bit cringe it's it's a bit cringe but it gets (laughs) away with it um it's set in 1990s ireland which we've had dairy girls and we've had the young offenders so i want to spend a lot of time in ireland anyway now and it's about two you know i was meant to be going to sorry to go off topic you'll probably get annoyed with me later i was meant to be going to ireland uh, and I was really looking forward to it, but obviously, current circumstances, I can't go. Oh. Um, but I'm still planning to go, so maybe I should check this out, and then that'll make me appreciate Ireland more when I'm there. Yeah, I, I've always want to go to Ireland. Um, I was meant to be going to Dublin. Yeah, um, I want to go to, like, Derry, where this is set. Um, but um, the show is kind of set in rural 1990s Ireland. Um, it's okay. about two um, gay teenagers, a guy and a girl, and people at school have started noticing they're not into the same gender. Or that they're into they're they're gay basically, and they enter a fake relationship to try and trick everyone. Now the movie stars Finn O'Shea from Normal People, which loads of people have been watching, and it also stars Sharon Hogan, who's amazing in Catastrophe and Game Night, and she's been in Military Wives earlier this year. She plays another military wife in this show, and she has some proper scene stealing uh, scenes in this film. Um, now, obviously, romantic comedies, they live or die on how much you like the leads. And I did really enjoy watching these two leads on screen. I was rooting for them. And, look, I've seen some people on the internet be uh, upset and annoyed that they didn't end up as romantic in the end. And I don't get that. They had such a sweet friendship by the end of the film. And their character arcs were literally perfect. I feel like it would have been almost offensive if they had ended up a couple and the movie had, yeah, it was cliched, but it was better that way. I prefer films that don't necessarily end up, ooh, they lived happily ever after. I, I, I prefer things that have a bit of a different end, Yeah, personally. I mean, the final scene, and I don't want to give any spoilers, does have a little bit of the Call Me By Your Name final scene going on. But, oh, um, <laughs> but like, they're, they're, of course, they should never live together, 
Like, there should mm-hmm. never be a romantic couple together if we've spent the entire movie setting up the fact that they're both, well, he's gay and she's lesbian, and they live in 1990s Ireland where it's legal to be that. There needs to be a bit of context to the movie. And even though it avoided entering lots of that grit, um, even Sharon Hogan's mother, she's clearly upset, but she's not angry. Um, it didn't go into the dark places it could have. It wasn't... It's a... S- a 90 minute movie that's there to make you smile and make you laugh and it did the job perfectly amazing so uh, if you are a regular listener to this podcast cheers for staying with us i guess um but every other week we have been doing binge of the week uh but it's not binge of the week this week it's not binge of the week week this week is that the right how many yeah. times can you say week what in one week exactly um so when we're not doing binge of the week when it's not binge of the week week, we are going to be uh, doing something called the Classic Film Watch. So we've both gone away and watched an all-time classic film. We've both never watched it before. Ben, surprisingly, had never heard of it. I mean, neither had I, but I'll explain why. You I, uh, heard of it off Gogglebox, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. I was watching Celebrity Gogglebox, and they were watching it on there. I thought, oh, this looks kind of good. And it was on Netflix, and I checked it out, and I loved it. Uh, so our Classic Film Watch uh, this week was Missouri. No, you've written it on the sheet as misery. It's not misery. It's misery. It's first. It's misery. Years. I told you to change that, and now Sorry, I've just read it I as was, misery. I was thinking of like three billboards outside Missouri when I wrote it, which is a much better film. Um, misery has had its thirtieth anniversary this week. It is. Oh, that would have been why it was on Gogglebox. Yeah, it is directed by um Rob Rayner. And he directed it in the seven years where I think he had the greatest seven-year patch any director's ever had. He started wow. with This Is Spinal Tap in 1985. He directed Stand By Me, which is also an adaption of a Stephen King novel, such as Misery. He also did A Few Good Men and The Princess Bride, which is a perfect film. Now, um, the And mo- this film is not? Is that, is that what you're saying? Um, I mean, no film's perfect, in my opinion. But. No, no film is perfect, but... Um, other than the princess bride but misery it's got stephen king who's the greatest horror writer of all time it's got rob rayner who was a top director at the top of his game it's got kathy bates who is phenomenal but when is she not phenomenal she's she the lead female she's the lead female kathy Brighty, bates, she is scary she won an oscar for this role it's her most Brighty iconic so. role and she is just a phenomenal actress i've never seen her do a bad role Someone's going to point out she has done many. Um, should we just briefly uh, discuss the premise of this film? Um, so it's uh, a really famous writer who is in a car accident and it's in the middle of nowhere, it's all snowy, and his number one fan rocks up at the car accident and uh, basically kidnaps him. Um, and oh, it's, it's nasty, it's nasty. I thought it was a bit scary, to be honest I with you. I thought it was a bit scary. I mean, it's what they say about Stephen King's uh, films, uh, books. All of his books... Very... Oh. All of his books seemingly look like they could have happened to him. I mean, I'm not con- wow. entirely convinced he didn't write this book having had his own being kidnapped by people. Probably not this to this extent. <laughs> you never know. Let's be honest. No, you, well, I think you do know. I yeah, think we would know if it actually it. happened. Yeah, exactly. Um thing is with this I, I with a lot of horror films i don't find that scary but this film genuinely made me think oh because it wasn't overdone with 
there's nothing like it's very it's realistic it's not like ghosts if you believe in ghosts i'm sorry but i do not it's not like there's ghosts and vampires and things like that it's not like that at all it's very realistic and you can genuinely see this happening which is terrifying i think yeah i mean i was watching this and i was really intrigued i mean there are very few. Films. Only an hour and forty minutes. Yeah, there. It very wasn't few. a hard watch, was it? It wasn't a hard watch. So what are you giving it on our ranking? Must watch. What's the other option? Watch if you can. Can watch or run away. It's certainly not can away. It's not, in my opinion, must watch. Um, everything's good in it. It's not a bad film. There's not a bad performance. It's not badly written. It's not badly directed. But. I kind of wanted there to be more. The only thing of that movie... Apparently the book is better. Apparently the book is more gruesome, but obviously they've tried to... Yeah, and I kind of feel like the only thing in that movie that another actor or another writer or another director or another cinematographer could have went in and done this... Kathy Bates is the only thing in that movie that's not phenomenal. No, Kathy Bates is the only thing in that movie that's properly phenomenal. Everything else is a bit. You finally got the words out there. I heard you. You were trying a couple of times to get. I I was. I was trying to say that. We might have confused a fair few people, like myself, who just had to listen to you say that. Sorry, Kathy Bates is the only part of this film that's phenomenal. Everything else is just average. So Ben is ranking that a watch if you can. I'm ranking it a must watch. I said it. I loved it. Absolutely cracking film. Um, so we would highly suggest you watch that. Or Jacob uh, what? Would. Or Jacob would. Yeah, I would. I'm just being nice. Yeah, but like, I do like being nice, and I genuinely like lots of things, but like... This isn't one of them. Must watch, yeah. That needs to be like the best thing that I'm reviewing of the day. And yeah, me, I thought this was. I thought it was cracking. Yeah, but it's not as good as Dating Amber, which is a must-watch. And it's not as good as This Is Us, which is coming up next, which is also a must-watch. And it's not as good as the other one, which is also a must-watch. It's not bad. It's just... There's so well, let's agree to disagree. I haven't watched any of these other others that Ben's going to be reviewing. But honestly, our classic film watch this week, Misery, unbelievable. I would highly suggest you watch it. Let's move on. I well, feel like we're just going to argue and argue. Well, in two weeks' time... Go on, you've got to have the last word, haven't you? Okay, no, I was just going to... I'm not even talking about misery here. In two weeks' time, because we want you to have watched the classic films. Yes. Um, in two weeks' time, when we return, we're doing the 45th anniversary of the bit film that made blockbusters. There was not blockbusters before this film. And I oh, like so, so we want people to go and watch the film with we us and then come back to the We want people to go pod. and watch the film with us so they understand what we're talking about. Yeah, okay. We're going to talk about the iconic movie Jaws. I knew it! I love it. I've watched you. it like once, though. I'll definitely watch it again. Yeah, I've watched it like four times. I mean, so neither of us are going to... It's the music that I think is the most famous. The music is the famous bit. I mean, it's a very well-made film. So, um, so that's what we're going to be uh, discussing right here on the Arctic Cube Film Podcast in two weeks' time. So go and watch Jaws, ready for them. Yep. Um, and and back to Binge of the Week next week. Yeah, back to Binge of the Week next week, which probably will take you longer than two weeks uh, based on the last show I chose. Mm. On now, though, with This Is You, Season 4. It's out on Amazon TV. Uh, ben, you've watched it. Thoughts? So This Is Us is my favourite TV show, and I do not know anyone who does not like it. It's in its fourth season, and I go in to watch the episodes, and I have a little cry, and they're just perfect. Um, 
the show follows the Pearson family from Kate, Kevin, Randall, who are all triplets, and each of their unique personal struggles. We also have flashbacks to when they were kids, when we where we get Milo Ventimilo and Mandy Morin. There's Sterling K. Brown, there's Justin Hartley, there's Chrissy Metz. It's an all-star cast, and it's basically the best soap opera you will ever watch. Um, now, the characters, I just find everyone can relate to them, or I certainly relate to the families. I mean, I'm a twin, and it's a show about triplets. And in the two brothers, I see quite a lot of my relationship with my brother, which I think oh, helps. That, that's dead interesting, that, because you and your brother, you are very different people. Yeah, I know. Of you both, but you're very, very, you are different people. If, you've, if you've watched this with us, I'm a bit like Justin, and Ollie's a bit like uh, Randall. And, and he's uh, the other guy in it. Is he like, or is he just... Oh, Sterling K. Brown is incredible as Randall, but for me, Justin Hartley is where it's at. Um, <laughs> as Kevin. Um, but no, I just, I think it's a great show. It's been nominated for Best Drama Series at the Emmys for each three years it was eligible, which shows it's in the top seven or eight drama shows of that year. Um, it's just a tearjerker. Lots of people comment that they go to an episode because they need a good cry, and it's true. You have great acting. I mean, the storylines I found a bit depressing this season, not gonna lie. Um, Kate struggling with fertility. Um, right now, I personally, right now, I would not watch this um, because I don't want anything to, too depressing to watch. You the, know, I want something nice and upbeat. I mean, I don't think depressing is the right word. It's quite almost uplifting in a weird way. The first few seasons are definitely uplifting. And it okay. does deal with some difficult topics and some challenging topics. But um, I wouldn't say it's depressing. I'd say I'm crying out of happiness most of the time. I'm crying because I love the characters. It has great music choices. It's just a perfect show. It's it's a must watch. As a... Uh, well, I've got a younger younger sibling, but as I'm not a twin or a triplet, would I still... Would people like me still be able to engage in the show, do you think? Oh, yeah. No, I know no one who doesn't like this show amazing like when i well, when on. i'm saying that like normally people say oh i know no one who doesn't like that show i tell people this is my favorite show and every time people go oh that's such a great show yeah i would have said last week i know no one that doesn't like friends but obviously ben here is not a fan of friends i i cannot believe that yeah no are we gonna have this friends discussion every single week i mean we can do <laughs> yeah i mean if that's something you'd like to hear Get in contact. You'd like to hear Ben constantly trying to argue that Friends is not funny, that it's just a bunch of people cheering whenever a bad joke is made. Um, it's about nine seasons too long. <laughs> and there's so much better TV on, and I don't get why people are just jumping back into a bad 90s show. I, oh, I, 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 went I can't a bit. talk about this any longer. You're in the wrong. And you know it. You, you're just trying to wind me up now, aren't you? Yeah, I did go a bit over the top there, but I genuinely yeah, can't stand that. TV but. show. Not funny. Nine seasons too long. Not on. We will undoubtedly be back to that in the future. Ben is not getting away with that. Get involved. Do you like Friends? Do you not? Is it going to be your binge of the week next week? <laughs> you know what? I might do that just to wind you up. I genuinely might. No, I genuinely think you will because I don't think you've watched many other TV shows. Excuse me, I actually have. Been watching some smashing TV recently. 
Um, so now on to the kind of final review of the pod. Um, the other before one... we got something very exciting coming up at the end. Yes, we've got a very very exciting new segment at the end. Um, now... all to be revealed. Yeah. Um, the other one. Now there's a lot of plot in this comedy. It's rather the other absurd. one is the name of the show. The other one is the name of the show. It's on the BBC. Should not be. Um, it shouldn't be confused with the other two, which was a Channel Four comedy last year. That's also very good. But the other one, um, it's about basically you have Colin Walcott, who's got his wife Tess and his daughter Cat. They hold him a surprise birthday pr- party. He turns up two hours late to the birthday party, has a heart attack and dies. Then Tess. That sounds upbeat. Yeah, that's you said the it was a comedy. It's a it's the comedy. Then Tess. That oh, sounds hilarious, I must say. <laughs> yeah, then Tess and her daughter Cat find out that their uh, their husband and father has secret has had a secret family throughout the entire time they've been together. He's had his long term mistress Marilyn, and he's had he's had his daughter who's five days younger, also called Cat. I mean, it's. I don't. I... This, it's funny, but I'm not meant to be laughing, or am I? No, you're meant to be laughing. I'm pretty okay. sure the co- the premise is absurd. I mean, the more I've heard, lots of people genuinely do have this kind of stuff happen to them, but I uh, think that is it's really sad. It's 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 bonkers. Um, and the show kind of lives into how bonkers it is. They've released a new season uh, after the pilot dropped a few years ago. The first episode, they're trying to work out where to sprinkle their father's ashes. In one of the longest and most outrageous scenes, um, <coughs> they, the second episode set around a restaurant table, as all great comedies have one of those episodes in. It's it is memorable. Um, the heart of this show is the relationship between the two half sisters who come from completely different backgrounds and didn't know they existed, and share one father, but they somehow find a really sweet bond. And the two actresses who played them, who I've not got written down and I can't remember off the top of their head, it's Princess Beatrice from um, The Windsors, the actress who plays her, and it's the actress from Plebs. Um, those two have such a good chemistry off the bat, and the movie works because those two actresses are great. I mean, there's also... You'll recognise everyone in this film. Um, often, I find, when I'm watching a comedy, I'm not really laughing that much. But I found with the other one, there were multiple jokes where I was audibly laughing in my in a room on my own, which is a relatively difficult thing to do. <laughs> I really struggle with that, yeah. Yeah, I really struggle. But you know what? There is one, and I'm not just saying this to go back to it, a show that just made me laugh in a room on my own, it's Friends. I'm not just saying that to fire shots. I would have said that anyway, but that's the truth, and because Friends is funny. Yeah, um, the other one is actually funny, and, um, like... The for ev- every episode there are multiple different fantastic jokes in it. Um, also, it's got a great soundtrack. I've been listening to the soundtrack non-stop since. I mean, I just can't. I'm honestly obsessed with the show. It comes out every single Friday on BBC One at nine thirty, and I cannot stop watching it. Amazing. Well, let's it's, it's move a must on. Watch. Is it a must-watch? Mm. I think you'd like it. I really do. Yeah. I might give it a whirl. Might. Probably won't. Yeah. Let's be honest. Okay, so we are really excited about this. We're going to be doing this at the end of every podcast we do uh, from now on. 
Yeah. Explain more. So, um, me and Jacob, we were talking the other day, as we do lots, and um, we suddenly realised that we both have a almost godlike figure in our lives who we are obsessed with and watch YouTube videos of semi-constantly, and that's a certain Mr. Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> he is just brilliant. Uh, whenever I'm just bored of things, I watch Hell's Kitchen on repeat and over and over again. See, for me, it's either Hell's Kitchen, uh, Kitchen Nightmares, or I just watch Bad X Factor auditions. Yeah, I feel like those are the only three things that are ever worth watching if you're feeling upset. Um, yeah. That is, oh, yeah. The Hell's Kitchen highlight reels are good. Um, I prefer Kitchen Nightmares to, to Hell's Kitchen, though. Yeah, but I like Shouty Gordon. I, I don't yeah. like Gordon when he's playing all nice and soft. I like him properly shouting at the useless cooks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I bet you did not expect to hear this bit by when you were listening to the start of this. No. Um, so we have decided every week... We're going to have a bit of a battle. We're on the hunt for the greatest Gordon Ramsay insult ever. Of all time. He has said a lot. There's about a five lot. or six crackers in every episode. And um, each week... Me and Jacob are going to bring a different insult and we're slowly going to fight out to see who can find a better one. Now, this week is my turn because it was my idea. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, I'm not sure. Should I do it in the voice? You can have a go. I don't think But I then can. do it in your normal voice, just in case. I feel like I also get really, really angry. I need to get vexed. It's from Hell's Kitchen. Friends is a great TV show. Is that vexing you? Uh, actually, I'm not going to do it in like the voice or go over the top because I'll just burst out laughing. But um, the quote from Hell's Kitchen, I don't remember what year it is, but it's, The fish is so raw, it's still finding Nemo. <laughs> That's good. It is good. That is good. Did you find that online or did you, did you remember it? I was just watching an episode the other day and he said it. <laughs> I mean, he's a genius. How does he think these things up? On the spot. Yeah. She's almost as good as Alan Sugar. We should do Alan Sugar after we found the greatest Gordon Ramsay uh, quote. I'm not a huge fan of him. Uh, you love The Apprentice. You watch that religiously. I do. <laughs> yeah. Um. So if you have any good Gordon Ramsay insults, send us in. Send them to me so I can beat Jacob at this competition. Or send them to me and I can beat Ben. Um, which if you get in contact with the podcast i will not probably fi- i will probably be reading the emails and yeah i won't it. i don't even have access to all that so cheers <laughs> uh cheers for listening to the podcast though i hope you we hope very much you've enjoyed it uh, and if you want to get in touch like i said please do ben what are the the links the the emails um the contact stuff i will put in the description things below um oh, i feel like a youtuber doing that yeah i know well, don't, isn't that what people normally say on the podcast anyway? Tell your friends about this podcast. We obviously want people to listen. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Hope you've enjoyed it. See you soon. Bye. Bye.